The subject of this perek are certain marriages which, due to the nature of that marriage, the regular laws of Soto would not apply. It could be that it's a forbidden marriage, it could be it's not a full marriage. And the perek opens up with Arusa, a woman who has only received Kiddushin from her husband, which is the first stage of marriage where she becomes forbidden to anybody else and she's considered to have been acquired by her husband. However, she's not yet able to have relations with her husband because she's, she's not yet fully married to him until they do Nisuin. So she's gone through the first stage of the marriage, which refers to a woman whose husband has died without any children. And as we have learned, there is a mitzvah upon the dead man's brother to marry this woman. And she's forbidden to marry anybody else until she marries him. Or she receives chalitza, which is a way to permit her to marry somebody else. Be it as it may, if either the Arusa's future husband, or if the Shemeris Yovom's dead husband's brother, if they warn her not to be alone with a particular man, they do kinui, and she violates that kinui by having stira, she is alone with that man. So under normal circumstances, she should become a sota, says the Mishnah. They would not drink the sota water. However, they do become forbidden to their husband, to their future husbands, and they would not receive a kasuba from their future husbands. The kasuba is the document which says that she'll receive a certain amount of money upon being divorced or widowed from her husband. But since in this case, she needs to be divorced from them, or in the case of the Arusa, she needs to be divorced, in the case of the Shemeris Yavam, she needs to receive Chalitza. The point is, since the reason why she cannot get married fully and stay married to them is because of her fault, therefore she loses the right to her kasuba. Now why is it that if we see that she's forbidden to her husband, proof being that he has to divorce her and she would not receive her kasuba, so why is it that she doesn't drink the water? Shnema, as the Apostle says, When a woman strays from from under the authority of her husband, then she needs to drink the water and go through the whole soda process. So we see her referring to a woman who has a proper husband, a full husband. But in Arusa and Shmeres Yovam, who are not fully married to their future respective husbands, they are not included Prat Arusa Yovam, that comes to exclude an Arusa or a Shmeres Yovam. Alright, next category, Amonul Khoin Godol. If a widow is married to a Khoin Godol, that's forbidden mid Arisa, Gerusha, a woman who had been divorced, or a woman who had received Chalitza, who then married a regular Kohen. If she is a divorcee, then it's forbidden mid Arisa. If she received Chalitza, it's forbidden mid Rabbanon. Mamzeres, a woman who was born as a result of legal relations. Unasina, a woman who is descended from the nation of the Giv'oinim who in the times of Yeshua tricked the Jewish people into allowing them to convert, but it's forbidden to marry them. So if a woman like that is married Yisrael to a Jewish man, or if a Jewish woman is married to a man who was born as a result of legal relations, or to a Nosin, a man descended from the Givonim, in all of these cases, since the marriage is forbidden, either mid Arisa or mid and it should be noted that the marriage is still valid, even if it's forbidden mid Arisa. In these cases, the marriage still takes hold, and they are considered to be fully married. It's just a forbidden marriage. So the says, says they would not drink the water. The function of the water is to test whether they are still permitted to their husbands. But they're anyway forbidden, and therefore they would not drink the water. This is also learned from a pasuk, and they would also lose their rights to the kasuba. Although here we can't say that the reason why they're being divorced is because of their fault. They had to be divorced anyway. 
Nevertheless, the whole reason why in the first place they do receive a kasuba is sort of in order to punish the husband for having married somebody forbidden. But in this case, that it's more her fault, so we punish her more and she would not receive her, her kasuba. The following women are also examples of women who would not drink the water and who would not receive their kasuba. If after going through Kinoyan Stira, the woman says that she is impure, meaning she confesses to having committed adultery and had relations with another man, or if witnesses came and testified that she had relations with the other man, they didn't just see the Stira, they didn't see her be alone, they saw more than that, they saw the actual relations. Or if she refuses to drink, she says, I'm not going to drink the water. So we've already seen a couple of times in this Masechta that she wouldn't drink the water in these three cases. And because in these three cases it's her fault, she would not receive a kasuba. However, Omar Bala, if her husband said any mashka, I'm not giving her the water to drink. Or if her husband had relations with her on the way to the Beis HaMikdash, after the Kinoyan Stira. So in these two cases, it's his fault that she's not going to drink the water. She could drink the water, and then she would be permitted to her husband if she wouldn't end up dying. So it's his fault that she's not going to be able to drink it, and therefore he'll have to divorce her. So because the divorce is due to him, she would take her kasuba, and she wouldn't drink the water. What happens if Mesu Shasu? If these women's husband dies before they drink the water? A regular case of Saita, she went through Kinoy and Stira. She was going to drink the water, but before she managed to, her husband died. Now she's not able to drink the water. Part of the process of her drinking the water is that her husband takes her there, and it's like he's giving her the water to drink. So once he dies, she can no longer drink that water. The question is, does she receive her kasuba? A regular widow, when her husband dies, she receives her kasuba. What about this woman? If she is found, if she would have been found to be guilty, she would have lost that right to the kasuba. So we don't know whether she has the right to the kasuba or not. Now, in general, if we have a doubt as to whether somebody owes somebody else money, the rule is The person who is trying to receive the money from the other person, he's the one who needs to bring the proof that he is entitled to that money. If he can't bring proof, then the money remains in the hands of who has it until now. So we would think that in this case, she should not be able to receive the money because she cannot prove that she is entitled to it. The only way to prove it is by drinking the water. That's how we see whether she is innocent or guilty, and by extension, whether she is entitled to the kasuba or not. But now she can't bring that proof because she's not able to drink it. So according to the rule of Hamid Mechavero Olaf Horaya, she should not be able to receive her kasuba. However, Bishamai say that she does receive her kasuba. And the reason for Beis Shammai is a different rule. A document which says that somebody owes somebody else money, and that document is all that is needed for him to collect the money, we view it as if they have already collected the money. So since this woman has the document of her kasuba, and it says that she is owed a certain amount of money from her husband, that document is effectively worth that amount of money. So we view it as if that amount of money is already sort of hers in some way. And because of that, it's not considered that she's coming to take money from her husband. Rather, it's more that she's taking what she already owns, as it were. She's already entitled to that money. And therefore, according to Bishamai, she would take the kasuba. Of course, she doesn't drink the water. She doesn't drink the water and she doesn't receive her kasuba. Because according to Bishamai, we don't have this rule that a document which says that she's owed money is as if she already has the money. At the end of the day, she is now using that document to take money from somebody else. And we don't view that money as already being hers. And so the regular rule of Hamid Mechavir Olaf Haraya applies. Mr. Gimel, a woman who gave birth 
and then was either divorced or widowed. And she now has a child who she is nursing, she herself feeds him. It's forbidden for her to get married within two years, within the first two years of that child's life, as long as she is nursing. And by extension, a woman who is pregnant, the same would apply, because then she'll give birth, and then for the next two years, she won't be able to marry another person. So already from when she is pregnant, she's forbidden to get married until her child is two years old. The reason being that we are concerned that she'll become pregnant again from this new husband. And once she becomes pregnant, her ability to nurse her other child is reduced, and she would need to start giving giving her other child real food. But we're concerned that since her other child is not the child of this new husband, the husband might refuse to provide for that child food. And it could even lead to that child's death. And because of that, it's forbidden for a woman who is nursing, or pregnant and therefore about to start nursing, to remarry another different husband until she stops nursing her child. Now what happens if she did get married? Let's say she was married to Ruvain, she became pregnant or gave birth from Ruvain and then was divorced or widowed from him, and then Shimon married Mulberes Chaveirai, a woman who became pregnant from his friend Ruvain, Mulberes Chaveirai, or she is nursing a child who she had with Ruvain. And now Shimon marries her, and this is a forbidden marriage with Rabbanon. And Shimon gave her Kinui, and then she had Stira, and she became a Saita, says the Mishnah, they would not be able to drink the water, and they would not receive their kasuba. They would need to be divorced. It's their fault that they're being divorced, and therefore they would not receive their kasuba. De Rameir, that is the opinion of Rabbi Meir. According to Rabbi Meir, if one violates this prohibition with Rabbanon and he marries her, he's obligated to divorce her, and it's forbidden forever to remarry her. Because of that, she is like the list of people we had in Mishnah Aleph, where the marriage is totally forbidden. She is not fit to be his wife, and therefore she would not be able to drink the water, and she loses her right to the kasuba. He's able to just separate her and divorce her, and then just remarry her after the time. Once he stops nursing, he'll just remarry her. So it's not considered to be a marriage which is totally forbidden, and they're not considered fitting to be husband and wife. There's a temporary prohibition, and therefore the regular laws of Soto would apply, and she could even drink the water. Alright, next case. The halacha is that if somebody has not yet got children, he is obligated to get married in order to be able to fulfill the mitzvah of having children, and he is forbidden to marry a woman who is not able to have children, unless he has another wife who is able to have children from her. And therefore, if somebody who has not got children marries Ilanis, a woman who is sterile, she hasn't got the ability to give birth, Uzakena, a woman who is too old to give birth, or a woman who is not able to give birth for a different reason, for example, she drank some sort of potion or medicine which took away her ability to have children, it made her sterile. So if this man has not got another wife and he only marries her, so it's forbidden with Jabanon. And therefore, she would not drink the water. Since she's not fit to be married to him, the laws of Saita of drinking do not apply, and he would need to divorce her. She would not receive a kasuba, again, as a punishment for her. But again, Rebeliezer says a similar thing to what the Chachom said in the previous case. It's not that they're not fit for each other intrinsically. They can be husband and wife, it's just that he needs to do something else. He's able to marry another woman and have children from her, and then he would be able to continue living with this woman. So it's not that they're not fit for, to be husband and wife, and therefore the regular laws of Sota would apply. 
Right, and ends of the Mishnah, and all other women who go through Kinu and Stira, either they need to drink the water, or if for whatever reason they don't drink the water, they would not receive their Kasuba. The halach is that if a woman is forced to have relations with another man, she does not become forbidden to her real husband. And certainly the laws of Sota don't apply. However, the wife of a Koyen who is forced to have relations with another man, even though it was not done with her will, it was totally forced upon her, she nevertheless becomes forbidden to continue living and being married to her husband, the Koyen. So says the Mishnah, Aishas Koyen, the wife of a Koyen who went through Kinnoy and Stira, Shosa, she would drink the water of a Soto like a regular woman, and then if she comes out innocent, meaning she is not killed by that water, she is still permitted to remain married to her husband. I might have thought that the Saita water only would kill her if she willingly had relations with another, with another man. But it could be that she was forced to have relations with him. And at the end of the day, we did see that she was alone with him. So it could be that we now see that she lived through the water, so she didn't willingly have relations with him. But since she was alone with him, maybe we should assume that she was forced to have relations with him. The mission is saying, no, as long as you don't have evidence for such a thing, there is no reason to forbid her to her husband, and she may remain married to her husband, the Koyain. Ishasaurus, the wife of a man who is sterile and is not able to have children, Shosa, she does drink the water, the regular laws of Soto apply. Although the Posuk says, the Posuk talks about him being a husband, and I might have thought that if he is not a, able to have children, then he's not considered to be a full husband for all purposes. The mission says, no, at the end of the day, he's still considered to be her full husband, and therefore she would drink the water, and the regular laws of Soto would apply. Continues the Mishnah. Regarding all of the woman's relatives, the husband may give her kinui, meaning he can give her kinui not to be alone with her father, let's say. Even though it's already forbidden for her to have relations with her father, the kinui is still considered to be valid kinui, such that if she is seen to be alone with her father, she would be required to then drink the water and go through the whole soto process. I might have thought that this is not the case, since when a woman has illegal relations willingly with another man, and let's say, for example, it's a case where there are witnesses, so she doesn't go through the whole soto process, but she's immediately divorced from her husband, she's also forbidden to marry the man with whom she had relations. Now, I might have thought that since that law would obviously not apply over here because she's already forbidden to marry that man. So I might have thought that the entire process of Soto doesn't, doesn't apply. Therefore, the Mishnah has to tell us that no, the kinu would still be valid kinui, and if she is seen alone with that man, she would be required to drink the water, etc. Except for a child, and we're going to understand that we're talking about a child under the age of Bar Mitzvah. The Torah says that the parish of Soto applies when Vishahav Ish Isar, when Ish, when a man, implying an adult male, when he lies down and has relations with her. So that excludes both a boy under the age of Bar Mitzvah, Ish, and from anyone who is not a man, and the Mishnah here is referring to an animal. If a man gives his wife Kinui not to be alone with an animal, and she is seen alone with that animal, the laws of Soto do not apply, and she would not be required to drink any water, and she also wouldn't need to be divorced.